0: I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now, let's get started. It's Monday, you guys. I have been thinking about this episode all weekend, and I'm not kidding you. I have been dying to share this episode with you. I have just seen so many instances where people are either needing self-care or lacking self-love, including myself, including James, my husband. And this episode is so crucial to all of us self-care versus self-love. Just a little update before we get into it, though. Life update. As many of you guys know, I did take a social media break, and getting back on is something that I have absolutely dreaded. I can't believe I'm saying this after being on it for, what, 11 years, no break, nonstop, running my first business, doing plastic surgery and med spa marketing, and you know, it's been supporting me for the last 13 years. So yeah, I'm not excited to get back on social media. I have been constantly comparing myself, especially in the podcast space, being new to it, what people are doing, what I'm not doing, how good I don't sound or how bad I don't sound. Um, But yeah, I'm just constantly comparing everything. And my self-talk is terrible. Like I am constantly telling myself I'm not good enough or why are you doing this or who's going to listen? And, you know, that's when I decided I needed a social media break. And two, that's when I decided my self-love game for myself is down. I need to step it up. And by stepping it up means that I have to take a step down from social media. I will be back, but I just want to be more intentional when I do get back on social media. So that being said, I am slowly open to the idea of getting back on social media, but we'll see. And honestly, I don't miss it, though. You know, what I've realized being off social media is people are actually reaching out to me. People are texting me, asking me what I'm doing. I am actually reaching out to people and seeing what they're doing. And the funny thing is I'm asking for people to send me pictures and I'm sending pictures like the old fashioned way of just texting and inquiring what people are doing rather than going on social media, looking at their posts or seeing what they're up to without actually connecting with them, conversating with them. I've also just been having a lot more free time. It's crazy that sound, I didn't really realize how much time I was on social media or on my phone. And now that I'm off social media, I really don't bring my phone with me everywhere. Like, it's insane. I used to bring my phone up for just a just-in-case moment, just in case I get a good pic, or what if I miss out on something for social media? I like that I don't bring my phone everywhere with me. It is so rewarding to just leave it behind and being off social media has definitely helped that. And another funny thing that I was just thinking about is my photos. Like I used to take pictures of every single thing and I used to video every single thing. And now I'm just like, I don't care. I'm not on social media, so I don't need to take videos. I don't need to post anything. I don't need content right now. I am literally taking a break and I'm enjoying it. And I think my phone is too. My battery is staying charged longer. And I don't have just random photos of everything. And when I do take a picture, I take it with intention because I want to remember the memory and not just taking a picture for Instagram or TikTok I just take it because it's a memory and it's not for anyone else but me. So that's one thing I've really enjoyed as well. I also don't have FOMO because I don't care what anyone else is doing nor do I see what anyone else is doing. So therefore FOMO is non-existent. I am just in my own world with my husband and my French bulldog Olivia and If people are reaching out to me, I'll ask them what they're up to. But outside of that, like, I'm actually having Jomo. I don't know if you guys know what that is, but it's the joy of missing out. Jomo, J-O-M-O. So I actually love that term. And then another thing about social media and this break that I'm taking is I've discovered that I like being more private. And thinking like, when I do get back on social media, how can I be more intentional with you guys and with my posts, but also maintaining my privacy? Like, I don't want to share every single thing, nor I'm sure you guys don't wanna see every single thing that I am posting, doing, eating, feeling, where I'm driving to, Um, what thoughts come into my head? Like, I am now a more intentional, private person And I didn't know that about myself until this social media break. I don't know if this inspires you guys to take a social media break or just to take a break from something that is consumed in your life that you do a lot of. I don't know if this inspires you, but I am feeling lighter, uh, more centered on me. And so maybe you can take some gems that I've shared with you just on my social media break with you. And so let's just get straight into my favorite part of the podcast, which is the high, low, and Buffalo. James and I do this actually every night, or we try to do it at least every other night or on days where we're not together or not talking that much. So what it is, is a high. So what's my high of the day? And then my low, what's my low of the day? And then Buffalo, it could be something interesting, something, a story someone told you, or just something that was unexpected part of your day. Now, I'm not going to do this with you guys every day, but every Monday when this podcast is being released, I'm going to share my high, low, and buffalo of my week with you. That way you guys can get a little life update and also just to hear what's going on in my life. So my high for the week was James surprising me with date night. I love date night so much, especially when it's a surprise And we're going to sushi. It was 86 degrees on Friday. And so it was like the perfect intentions, vibes. I was feeling myself. It was sunny. Winter seems to have been passed. It's not, though, because the forecast says it's going to be snowy and wintry. But we enjoyed our Friday pretending it was summer on date night. We love to just not talk about work encourage the conversation of just being with each other and not talking about our work lives, but just things that I wouldn't say that we used to talk about, but it allows for us to not get so monotonous in the conversation of just talking about work. So it encourages us to think outside of work and just doing a conversation that is just easy. And then my low. So we're still going with this one, but it's Sleepless Nights. James is going through a really tough time at work. Um his business with the recession post-COVID, we're just experiencing a lot of new challenges. And when I say we, yes, I am a part of this as well. I don't work for James, but we are very close and I take pride on being that partner for him. So when he gets home, I am there for him. I see the stress when he leaves to work he's stressed or he's anticipating the day like you guys know when you guys come home from a long day of work or you're just dealing with different things, life gets heavy. As James explains it, it's like wearing a lead blanket. It's heavy, it's dense, and it just weighs on you. So we've had a lot of sleepless nights. Unfortunately, that is our low. And I know it's not permanent. It's temporary, which is the thing that's getting me getting us through this is the fact that these sleepless nights are not permanent. This stress is not permanent. We can get through this together. It does suck that James is waking up every night at 12 a.m., 3 a.m., 5 a.m., so he's not getting sleep either. Um, We are embracing this together. It's hard. I am so thankful for my positivity. I'm not trying to be toxic positive, but on these situations like where my partner James is down, I got to be the up, you know, I got to carry us. And so, yeah, put some sleeping vibes and prayers out for us because we're lacking it lately right now. And then my buffalo, you know, this is an interesting one. I say, so the buffalo is what's interesting or good or just something, you know. And so my Buffalo is, you know, I had a trip planned to go see my mom, um, this last weekend and I didn't go. I was packing and I just saw James upset and it really made me sad. I'm married to this man and I am packing my bag to go see my mom. There's nothing wrong with seeing my mom actually. He asked me, actually, he didn't even ask me to stay back. He asked me why I'm not going. And I said to him, you know, it's hard for me to pack up and go when you're crying. I can't do it. You know, my mom will understand life happens, but we're in this together. I felt a duty to be there for my husband. And why this is interesting for me, and it's not negative. It's not a little sad. It's not a low. why this is interesting for me is because, you know, for the first time in my life, I have someone who loves me so unconditionally, who is so loyal to me and who works so hard for our family that I'm like, I can delay a trip. I can move things forward. Like I can be there. You know, he makes sacrifices for us left and right. And this is the thoughts in my head is why can't I just move my trip? I don't need to go right now. It was just supposed to be a fun weekend with my mom. It wasn't necessarily anything crazy. Um, I did have a baby shower, though, and I was bummed I missed that. But I just, for the first time in my life, I'm embracing being married. I haven't been married before. I'm embracing the grit that my husband and I are enduring. It's an opportunity for us to work through something hard. And I didn't want to leave. I wanted to be there for him. So... That is my Buffalo. I love you, mom. If you're listening, we will reschedule. Um, so that being said, let's just get into it. Topic today is self-love versus self-care. One of my favorite topics. I am a preacher on this because if you aren't there for you, you can't be there for anyone else. And that's pretty simple. So self-love or self-care sounds the same, it's not the same. They're very similar, but they're not the same. Self-love refers to the overall positive regard and acceptance of oneself, including our strengths, weaknesses, and imperfections. So it's how we feel about ourselves. It's how we talk to ourselves. It's what we say to ourselves when we're feeling down or we're not feeling so confident. Examples of poor self-love could be including engaging in negative self-talk, comparing oneself to other, seeking external validation, not setting healthy boundaries, and not prioritizing our needs and wants. Self-love, again, is the practice of treating yourself with kindness, compassion, and respect. And it involves accepting us for as we are, our flaws and all, and taking care of ourselves physically, emotionally, and mentally. So when you look in the mirror, what are you saying to yourself? That's what self-love is. And why is it so important? It's because it boosts our self-esteem. It reduces stress and improves our relationship with others. When we love ourselves, we are better and able to love and connect with others. It's simple. It's how we feel about ourselves. On the other hand, self-care. Self-care refers to the specific actions we take to support our physical, emotional, and mental well-being. So think of it like getting enough sleep, eating well, exercising, and setting boundaries. They're physical and emotional, right? So examples of poor self-care could include neglecting basic hygiene practices, not getting enough sleep, not eating healthy, not exercising, and maybe even ignoring medical issues. While self-love is a mindset, self-care is a set of behaviors that support that mindset. Remember that. So they go hand in hand, right? So before I got off social media, I saw that someone posted a picture of self-care. And it was a picture of her and her shopping purchases. And then I saw, as I kept scrolling, another person posts someone booking a flight and they hashtagged self-love, self-care. And then that same girl posted a picture of her taking a shot of alcohol. Now, I'm not trying to judge these people's posts, but let's clarify here. When you're posting self-care with alcohol or self-care with all your purchases, from like Louis Vuitton to Sephora to, you know, whatever I saw in that picture. I just want to clarify for those just starting out their self-journey and those who are part of this trend that is not true. Self-care is not expensive. Self-care is not taking shots of alcohol, right? Again, self-love is a mindset and self-care is a set of behaviors that support that mindset. Not taking a shot. Alcohol is a depressant. It is highly addictive. Yes, you can go enjoy happier, but please don't put the word out there that self-care is getting blackout drunk or booking an expensive flight or showing all your shopping purchases. We're giving the wrong message here, and I just want to make this super duper freaking clear. Self-care and self-love support each other. They're not flashy, showy. They're not expensive. They're not supporting the ego. The ego is what's telling you to post the shot. Ego is telling you that it's expensive. Oh, I need to self-care. So it justifies why I need to post this picture of me and my expensive purchase. That's not self-care. It's not expensive. Let's just get it straight. Self-care is not drowning yourself in alcohol or having a wild night out. That's, I just need to make that clear. So let's go over some examples that are my personal favorite. Now that we've got my random vent out, self-care is making sure you're getting enough sleep at night, not drinking till 12 a.m. and sleeping till 12 p.m incorporating regular exercise is actually one of my favorite. It's my funnest, most easiest way for me just to let go of stress. And it's as simple as just going for a walk or stretching. I love going for a walk. Now that the, the weather is clearing up, it not only allows me to be outside with nature, but the sun shining on my body feels so good. Feeling that warmth, just recharging my soul. That is one of my favorite easy things to do. Another one that I absolutely love is taking a break during my workday. I schedule my breaks during my workday, treat all appointments on my calendar with equality. So I don't put going to work on a pedestal over going to the gym or taking a 20-minute walk or brushing my teeth. They're all equal. They're all important in my life work pays for my bills, brushing my teeth keeps me healthy, going for a walk recharges my soul so I can work more. See how connected self-care is with our life, with our work life and balanced. Balancing these things are so, so crucial. So making sure to prioritize self-care is so important in such a healthy way. It's also not just a physical thing. It's seeking help when needed. Leading with vulnerability is a huge piece when we're asking for help. So admitting and saying, hey, I need help on this, or I'm not quite sure what you meant by your email. Can you help me with this? It's asking for help when needed. It's not overworking yourself either. It's being kind to yourself and knowing I've had enough for today enough's enough. I will try tomorrow. I did the best I can. And that's it. Not beating yourself up, not blaming yourself for being competitive with a coworker that might get a promotion. It's saying, you know what? I've had enough today and I'm going to do it again tomorrow. And another one related to work is not taking time off. Taking time off, I stated briefly earlier, is so important for balance. Not only are you setting a precedent for your coworkers around you by taking time off, but you're also honoring yourself. You're honoring yourself in such a way that you are showing others like this time is important for me. And you know, if you do have that guilt around taking time off, at the end of the day it's business. You get that time off, it's a law. It's there for a reason. It's not personal. You're not less of an employee when you take that time off. Just know that it's business and you are deserving of taking that time off. Now, let's get into some examples of self-love because I personally think they go hand in hand, but self-love is just that piece that allows you to take self-care to the next level. So Self-love is practicing that positive self-talk and affirmation, right? So that self-talk is when you're looking in the mirror saying, you look good. I feel confident. You are worthy. I'm deserving of taking time off, right? It's avoiding comparing yourself to others and progress and growth. That is one of the main reasons why I got off social media. And, you know, I just did a hard reset. I was self-sabotaging myself on every single thing and doubting myself. And I had to like take a step back and like, whoa, what is contributing to this negative self-talk? And why am I talking to myself this way? Why am I thinking less of myself all of a sudden? That self-love that I was having for myself, that self-talk that I was... Doing to myself was just so toxic. And I felt almost sick to my stomach on how to start my day. And it got out of control, you guys. And me being one so positive, but like live and breathe this every day, I literally self diagnosed myself. I said, Whoa, you're comparing yourself, you're judging yourself, you're talking bad to yourself. Whoa, you need to check yourself, Courtney. What's going on here? This is not you. And it came down to social media. My thoughts were getting to me, you guys. So I just want to help you guys out here on that. Like, If you can self-diagnose yourself with comparing like I did, judging like I did, talking bad to yourself like I did, these are all signs. These are all signs that things in in your environment need to go. Your friends, social media, who you hang out with, And not just, I said friends earlier, but who you hang out with, like maybe it's the coworkers, maybe it's a toxic family member, you know, so friends, family, coworkers, maybe it's your building mates in your apartment that are not adding to your life. I don't know, but whatever it is, you need to self-diagnose it, have a coming to Jesus moment with yourself and be like, whoa, this is not me. And then another one is... Being just overly self-critical, right? So these are all things that are not self-love. But what I do love, activities that bring me joy, right? So... Some activities that bring me joy, walking, stretching, calling my mom, writing thank you cards. I love writing handwritten thank you cards. They're they're just my favorite. Not only the act of writing the card, but sending it in the mail. And then when my friend or family member or someone in my life has gotten it, then they message me or call me, and that brings back a second round of joy. So it's like a double whammy with a thank you card. Remember that. I also, I just love doing self-kindness, such as taking a relaxing bath or treating myself to a favorite meal. Now, I'm not saying binge but like have an experience, set that table, make that recipe. It doesn't have to be going out. It could be the ritual of putting a meal together for yourself and like honoring yourself and eating it slow and just taking a minute and looking at the colorful greens on your plate, or the the blessings of being able to be so abundant and having this meal. And it could be going out. Like James took me to date night. That was one of my favorite things. I love sushi. I love date night. It fulfills me. It fulfills me so much. So back to my social media break. Before I got off social media, I was constantly seeing people write on my post or write on other people's posts or just people being so negative, creating rumors and lies about self-care. And I just want to bring this into the room and address them. I found found a handful of them. I won't go through all of them, but I just got to bring this to light because we need self-care and self-love every day in our lives. It is so important for a positive well-being, not only with ourselves, but healthy relationships with others. It reduces stress and anxiety. It is so, so, so important, which is why I'm just going to shed light that self-care is not selfish. I mean, this couldn't be farther from the truth. Self-care is taking care of yourself so that you can show up and be a better version of yourself and for the people around you. Like It is obvious. They teach us in the Air Planes, like put your mask on before you put your mask on anyone else. Yeah, take care of yourself. Give yourself oxygen. Give yourself life so you can help and be ready for everyone around you. It's about prioritizing your well-being so that you can be more present, patient, and compassionate with with others. (laughs) Self-care is expensive. I mean, While some self-care practices may require an investment, there are plenty of free or low-cost ways to take care of yourself. I mean, like taking a walk, practicing deep breathing, taking a bath. I mean, these are just a few of my favorite things that, I mean, yes, the water bill and the bath. Okay. Yes, that costs money, but that is such a blessing and it's not as expensive as booking a flight, going shopping, and then you're going to regret it later. Remember, Self-care is not indulging, it's honoring yourself, right? There's a difference. It's not a short-term activity and long-term. You're going to be regretting it. It's a short-term gain, it's a long-term gain. They go hand in hand, so remember that. And self-care is not a luxury, it's a necessity. Don't let these lies and rumors hold you back from taking care of yourself. So a couple other rumors and lies that... I've seen within my own life like some family members and like even James will do some of these things I love you babe but self care is not a one time event everyone it's something that needs to be practiced regularly just like brushing your teeth self care should be part of your daily routine it's not something that can be done once and forgotten about self care is ongoing it's it's not you do it when you just feel bad like, it's not you do it when you feel super depressed or anxious. It keeps you going. It keeps you recharged so you're not as anxious anxious as often. It's so you can keep going in that sort of way. Self-care is not a replacement for professional health. I got to repeat that again. Self-care is not a replacement for professional health. While self-care can help improve our overall well-being, It's also important to seek professional help. If you're struggling with mental health issues, self-care should be used in conjunction with professional treatment, not as a replacement. You don't replace self-care with therapy. I mean, self-love is ongoing, right? It's how we feel about ourselves. It's how we talk to ourselves. So let's embrace self-love. It's essential for our mental and emotional health. All right, so I have a story for you guys. I was at the nail salon last week and this lady was yelling at my nail, Tammy, on the phone. And I could just, I couldn't hear her yelling, but I definitely, when I saw her emotional facial or her emotions on her face, I was like, she's yelling at this girl. This lady is yelling at Tammy on the phone. And my stomach dropped because knowing me, like James makes fun of me, but he always says when there's injustice in the world, Courtney's there. And I'm like, yeah, I am there. Nail technicians are people too, you know? Yeah, they are. And if an appointment was canceled or you're running late or a mistake was made, come on. Like Tammy doesn't need to be yelled at. If you're that girl or guy that gets their nails done and if their appointment is messed up or you're running late and you take it out on your nail technician, please listen to this episode, save this episode, or if you know someone that gets upset easily, send this episode because they need some self-care. I'm not trying to be mean. This is a coming to Jesus moment we are having together. (laughs) You can't treat people like, like their fault for your mistake. And if they do mess up, practice grace. We're all human. You know, like Tammy said that an appointment mistake was made and I go, was she just yelling at you? And the girl was like, or Tammy was like, yeah, the girl was just yelling at me. Now this lady's name happened to be Joy. And I was like, isn't that ironic? Isn't that ironic that this lady's name is Joy, but she's yelling at Tammy. And I literally wanted to go up to Joy and tell her that she needed some self-care. She Instantly walked in, and you could just tell she was angry and easily disturbed. I mean, those are symptoms of her self love and that her self care are poor, poor practices. You know, when you're easily affected by other people, evaluate what's going on in your life. And we can start with this episode right here is just. Self-love, loving yourself and having compassion for yourself. Because when you have compassion for yourself, you're going to have that for other people. All right, let me set you up for success here. As you embark on your self-care, self-love journey, I want to save you the hassle for wasting time doing things that aren't realistic. And, you know, you might be following a girl on social media, for instance, that wakes up at 5 a.m and you've never woken up at 5 a.m., but she insists that it's the best self-care, and you're like, well, I don't do that. No, stop, stop. You don't have to wake up at 5 a.m. You don't have to go to the gym and be the first one there at 5 a.m. with your green juice. So set realistic goals is the first one that I want to hit home with you guys is say you've never been that 5 a.m. person, and all of a sudden you're like, that's my goal. Let's start even smaller, how late are you going to bed the night before? What's your nighttime routine? You know, start small. So yes, eventually work up to that 5 a.m. goal, but don't just set yourself up for success with the hardest challenging goal of, let's say, 5 a.m. Go to bed earlier the night before. Turn your phone in. You know, maybe you've been getting up at 7, set your alarm for 6.30. Then the next week, go to 4 five. You know, like slowly do it. Don't just set yourself up for success because you're going to get discouraged. Another one that I, I absolutely do when I first started and I still do is I practice gratitude every single day. Actually, I write it in my journal what I'm grateful for every single day. So take a few minutes each day and just reflect on what you're grateful for. That can really help shift your focus to the positive aspects of your life, right? When you're grateful, you really think about your life presently and not others. You're not comparing. You're literally looking at your life and thank you for this. Thank you for this. You know, thank you for whatever you want to say. That's gratitude. Like you can start with, thank you for my car. But the more you do it, you're going to start to say like, oh my gosh, I am so thankful that I have a working microwave you know, you're going to start to see like, Oh my gosh, I didn't hit traffic today. You're going to start when you start practicing gratitude, every you're going to start to see the positive positive in all the things. And I'm not just making that up. I am so grateful for a lot of things. <laughs> and then another one to help me successfully do self-love and self-care is just connecting with others. I believe in a strong support system. You know, I did 75 hard last year and that was incredibly hard, but I am so thankful for my support system because not only was it beneficial for my mental and emotional well-being, but it seriously allowed me to not feel alone. And when I did 75 hard last summer, James was like, really, you're going to do this? I'm like, I'd really love your support in this. This is really important for me. You know, having that support brings you closer with others, allows you to feel included, but not alone. And just support is just so crucial in all of this. Connecting with people is so important. I've connected with so many people on non-drinking lately, and I'm not gonna not not drink, but I'm a huge advocate on creating that balance. And when I talked about it more I didn't realize how many more people were in the same boat as me. So yeah. And then lastly, make time for hobbies. I freaking love hobbies. I am, like I say, I'm a life enthusiast. I have not enough time for hobbies, I feel like. But engaging in activities that bring joy and for fulfillment can help reduce stress and increase feelings of happiness. All go hand in hand, so set realistic goals, practice gratitude, connect with others, and make time for hobbies. Now, it's easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of everyday life and forget to take care of ourselves. In a world especially that values productivity and constant engagement, self-care and self-love can prove to be challenging. It's easy to feel selfish or guilty when taking time for yourself, but looking after your physical, emotional, and mental health is extremely important. James said this to me a couple months ago, be the advocate for your own life, meaning be the advocate for your own health because no one's going to do it for you but you. No one's going to make you happy but you. Just remember that. No one is going to make you happy but you. I mean, you think things can bring you happiness, but deep down, you need to find that. One of the biggest obstacles for me and and maybe for you in practicing self-love and self-care is dealing with negative self-talk and criticism. And it's essential to cultivate self-compassion and challenge negative thoughts when they arise. So what does that mean? When you say, hear yourself talking negative about yourself, say, no, that's not me. That's not who I am. Who's saying that? You know, like play lawyer back at yourself. Is that true? Is that fact or feeling? Am I being emotional? Am I, are these signs that I need a break? Like when you have that negative self-talk, it's often a sign that your self-love for yourself is low. Additionally, it can just be difficult to resist societal pressures to conform to certain beauty standards, but it's crucial to remember that beauty comes in all shapes and sizes, and it really does. Um, That's one of the main reasons. I also got off social media for a little bit, and I fell into that comparison trap. I did, and it's Gosh, you guys, that's a slippery slope. You know, regardless, social media is a huge player in this comparison trap. Self-love and self-care can be challenging, especially in society that often prioritizes productivity over rest and relaxation. Some of the more difficult things about self-love and self-care that I've realized on social media and taking some time off are feeling guilty for taking time for yourself. Should I be paying attention to James more? Should I be walking Olivia? Did I not play with her enough today? Did I not, I don't know, you know, did I not see my friends? Do I not care to see my friends right now? You know, that feeling guilty is a huge one, you guys. Struggling with negative self-talk, dealing with societal pressures, resisting the urge to compare ourselves, especially on social media. Gosh, I am just ranting on social media, but I'm just realizing all these things now that I've been off. And I didn't know that I was in that trap. Like, I got caught up too. And it's easy. It's so easy. But it's important to keep in mind that social media often presents a highlight reel, and everyone's journey is different. Learning to set boundaries and say no to things that don't contribute to our well being is so crucial and an aspect of self care. Self love and self care require patience, consistency, and compassion. They are not one-time events, but ongoing practices that will help you develop a stronger sense of self-worth and lead a healthier and happier life. So guys, make it a priority in our daily routine to do self-care. It reduces stress. It actually, there's science on it that increases productivity and improves overall happiness. It's important to remember that self-care doesn't have to be complicated or time-consuming. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Even small acts such as taking a few minutes to meditate or going for a walk outside or indulging in a favorite hobby can make a huge difference on how we feel. We, again, are in control of how we feel. It's, it's a weird thought, you know, but we're in control more than we know. Remember, taking care of ourselves is not selfish. It's necessary for living a healthy and fulfilling life. So I just want to give you guys some additional reasons I found on the internet of why prioritizing self-love and self-care should become part of your daily routine. So I mentioned this earlier, but it reduces stress, anxiety, and depression. It allows you to connect with yourself on a deeper level, which can lead to increased self-awareness and personal growth. Regular self-care and self-love practices can improve your physical health and boost your immune system. I mean... The immune system piece just speaks to me. I was constantly like getting sick to my stomach and the energy I felt around that negative self-talk like made my stomach hurt. And that just makes it clear sense. Like when you talk kindly to yourself, you are putting goodness into your body. You are not being heavy and dark and, you know, down on yourself and just think of it as like a color perspective. Dark energy is black, Like that kindness that we speak to ourselves is light, it's flowy, it's not heavy, it's not dense. I mean, it's insane to me that self-love and self-care, like go hand in hand on how we feel, how our bodies feel. By taking care of ourselves, we're able to show up more fully and authentically in our relationships with others. You know, I noticed that when James needs some time to be alone is when he's a little snappy at me. And not that he's mean about it. I just James is snappy is not bad. You guys, it's like so sweet. But I just know that when he needs it, I'll say, hey, babe, maybe we should go for a walk today or why don't you and Olivia go out for a walk for a little bit while I go cook dinner? Like I encourage the self care because it shows up. It's James and I experience it firsthand how we are to each other, how we show up for ourselves and then for each other. So if you're new to this concept, here are some tips to get started. I mentioned this earlier, but practice and embrace, hear that word, embrace gratitude. Just set a few minutes a day to reflect on the things in your life that you're thankful for. This will help shift your focus from negative thoughts to positive thoughts, boosting your overall mood. Prioritize self-care. I said this earlier. Schedule your self-care. Treat it equally as every appointment, even as a doctor's appointment. Treat it with equality. Set boundaries, meaning just learn to say no to things that don't benefit you and prioritize your needs and well-being and positive affirmations like I am worthy and deserving of love and happiness. Now, I know that there's going to be some followers on here who have been in the self-care, self-love game on this journey for a while now. So I have some advanced tips that will take your self-love and self-care routine to the next level. This is advanced, but this is all something we can work towards, right? So practice mindfulness meditation to help bring awareness to your thoughts. This can help you identify those negative self-talk and replace it with positive affirmations. Indulge in hobbies or activities that enjoy fulfillment, whether it's painting or dancing, practice self-compassion by treating yourself with kindness and understanding, acknowledging that it's okay to make a mistake and you're doing the best you can. My favorite phrase for this is just practice grace, like show grace on yourself. Like I missed an appointment. It's okay. We're human. I didn't mean to, but how can I learn from this? Right? That self-compassion is just such a crucial piece into this self-care self-love game because when you have compassion for yourself, you're easier with yourself. You're not talking down to yourself. The energy in your bodies just doesn't arise. So self-compassion. And then finally, remember that self-love and self-care are ongoing practices. Be patient and commit to making them a priority, right? Remember, self-love is a journey and it takes time to develop. Be patient and kind, So by implementing these strategies, you can overcome obstacles and prioritize your own well-being, leading to a happier and healthier life. Self-care is an essential aspect of maintaining one's physical, emotional, and mental well-being. By understanding what self-care truly means and debunking common misconceptions, you can start incorporating it into your daily routine and reaping the benefits. Remember, taking care of yourself is not selfish. It's necessary. I have a book recommendation for all my readers out there. I've read this book at least three times. It's The Power of Now, A Guide to Spiritual Enlightenment. It's in the show notes below. I'll link it below. But those just starting out or just needing a book on self-love and self-care, The Power of Now has been around. It's an OG. I highly recommend it. It offers insights and strategies for taking care of yourself physically and mentally and emotionally. So whether it's taking a few minutes each day to meditate, treating yourself to a relaxing bath, or simply saying kind words to yourself, prioritizing self-care and self-love is a powerful way to cultivate a greater sense of well-being in your life. Thank you guys for tuning in. And I invite you to share your own experiences with self-love and self-care. Send me a DM, comment below, head over to my YouTube and comment there as well. I'd love to hear what you guys are doing. Be blessed. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok, or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there.